Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. I've decided to revise the format of the show two days ago when this was recorded. I'm going to be including helpful tips or advice when possible when discussing difficult or depressing stuff. I've always been personal development focused, so this feels more in line with my values than doing shows where sometimes folks are really unhappy about something and it's really important that we're able to have those conversations. At the same time, I think it's important to also talk about things we could do, should we want to, should we have the spoons, should we be resourced enough to do them, and let folks who want to do things or take action have the resources to do that, while also letting folks who do not want to take action have, obviously, they don't need our permission, but have our permission to just enjoy the episode and hit the eject button when they want to. So the show is going to get shorter, um, unless the episode specifically commands more time, which is the case in one of the upcoming ones. But I am currently aiming for a 20-minute runtime, so hopefully we get some reasonable, good content in that time space. I've been increasingly feeling burned out from the pandemic and other stresses in my life, so you know, this is the second time in three years that I've produced an episode the day before and posted it either the evening before or the morning of. And so far I've hit every deadline, and I intend to keep it that way. So... As we explore different formats and different modalities or, or methods of working, ways of being, ways of making this art for you, um, please bear with us and be patient. Today, we're going to be talking about strategies for managing burnout during a pandemic with my friend and probably reincarnated cetacean, Billy. Well, let's talk about the pandemic and burnout first, because we're asking about how we are. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> the the TLDR short summary is, well, fuck. <laughs> um, but the uh, <laughs> the more comprehensive summary is, I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed. There's been a lot going on for a long time. And one of the strategies I've used recently to sort of avoid, you know, like the stress of being sued and the stress of having my job being acquired by a different company um the stress of having the uh i'm i'm sort of dealing with some social turbulence as well so there's like a few different things that are all kind of happening at the same time i'm also transitioning in counseling i'm trying to go to a support group from one-on-one somatic therapy oh, okay so there's just a lot of change yeah yeah we could talk a bit about fires, but you know, let's let's talk about burnout before we talk yeah. about like regular burning. Absolutely. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of burning today. Burn, 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 yeah. baby, burn, disco, we burn out. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's sort of I'm I'm working on strategies to avoid burnout. Basically, that is kind of where I am, and I have a few that I have already looked at and I kind of want to just Google like strategies to avoid burnout and then we can laugh at them. That's good. Yeah. 
Also, my keyboard's super loud, so you have been warned. That's okay. I find keyboards are getting louder. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or (laughs) I find my husband's keyboard really loud. Like, he's at least nice enough to close the bedroom door in the morning now after I pointed it out because, like, you'll go down in the morning and, like, it's, like, all of a sudden, like, eyes are open. Husband is typing. Like, oh, what are you doing down there? (laughs) Yeah, my partner has very much been, like, holy crap, your keyboard is loud, because I just got um, a secondhand keyboard on Craigslist, which is like an old school Black Widow gaming keyboard, which is just like drool worthy. And I got it for like 40 bucks. So I'm super happy about that. Nice. Yeah, they're normally really pricey. But uh, she was like, wow, that is not made for a shared workspace. And I was like, that is correct. Yeah, I think I think um, my husband's is a gaming style keyboard as well, but uses it for like office because it does have like glowing backdrop and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. quite loud, quite noisy. My Just last like... keyboard was a really cheap version of your husband's keyboard. It had the LED backlighting and all that stuff, yeah. but it just like stopped working spontaneously and you had to unplug it and plug it back in and it would work perfectly. Oh, hmm. Yeah, and I'm surprised because like, we have a loft style apartment, right? So our bed, my mm-hmm. bedroom is really offset in the back corner. And I'm like, the fact that I can hear you downstairs <laughs> in the kitchen area. Tip, 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 tip. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the that's a, is, uh, it's a loud keyboard. <laughs> okay, so strategies for preventing burnout when working from home. Number one is take breaks. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, that's almost mandatory, especially when working. I think that's the law. Yeah, no, you have to, for sure. (laughs) Um, I try and remind myself not to push myself too hard because I'm one of those people that, like, my dad was a ludicrously hard worker. He was was very blue-collar. He worked on trucks in his youth, and then as he got older, he eventually, like, bought his own truck. Um, and then after really high mortgage rates had to sell his truck. So he ended up retraining and becoming a flight service specialist and doing weather briefings and like, um, search and rescue type stuff, but, uh, like for planes. That's amazing. So, yeah. So all he did was like flight planning, weather briefings and search and rescue coordination when, when planes didn't, uh, close their flight plans. That's cool. Yeah. Um, So anyways, he had parents that were like in the actual Great Depression. So he learned to work ludicrously hard. And then I picked up some of that where like there are certain tasks where I work at them extremely hard. And one of them is things like moving, because obviously I learned that from my dad. So anything moving or like packing or unpacking related or like decorating a space, sometimes cleaning a space, I can work like 14 to 16 hours a day on. And it doesn't, it feels normal for the first couple of days. (laughs) And then I don't feel normal. Yeah. I know that's the problem is that once I start on an activity, I don't want to stop. And then Mm -hmm. my body gets really angry so I'll like Mm -hmm. and I'm such a messy person so like my office is a disaster right now and my laundry is everywhere because my arms just won't let me do it but I know if I go in there and start it I won't stop and it will be to the point where I'm in tears and like my body will be just like 
Billy, you can't do this. And I'll be like, no, we can. We've got this. We must complete the task. The task <sighs> isn't complete until everything's done. But, like, no, you can do bits at a time. It's okay right. to do, like, just do this section. No, no, no. My brain's like, unless it's all done, you're not done. So right. do it. All of it. Now. <laughs> but I'm clean. Like, Clean, clean all clean, the things? Clean, 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 Unless every piece of laundry is picked up and washed, you're not completed. It's like, you can do one load and put away one load, and that's okay. And I'm like, <laughs> part of Part of it for me is, like, the difficulty of getting started. So once I'm started, I really want to ride my momentum because I'm afraid yes. I won't be able to get started again. Exactly. It's, oh, yeah. It's a really dangerous line to walk i i wonder if it has something to do with like chronic illness and just feeling like you won't be well enough to do it maybe yeah i don't know i just yeah it's, it's like, like productivity is a drug half mental it's like mm -hmm. yeah it's weird yep and i've started like accepting that like I have these limits. So, like, I have a friend that, you know, comes and, like, helps me with them. And she does, like, the heavy stuff. And then I help with the little things I can. And she's like, see, teamwork, Billy. Limits. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, accepting my limitations. Yep. And then, like, I try and pay her. And she's just like. Because she does cleaning, right? And she's like, I'm not charging sure. you my full hourly. She's like, we were sitting here, chatting, eating White Spot, like, having fun. No. And I'm just like, but please? And she's like, no. Stop it. And I'm like, you have auto deposit on e-transfers. You can't stop me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm evil. You know me. I would just wait a couple days until you've forgotten and I'll do a sneaky transfer. A sneaky sneak. <laughs> She's like, why so, did I just get a text message that there's $20 in my account? I don't know. You're like, I must have, must have just automatically sent her something. The banks. Why do they do that? Yes, it is clearly the banks. Um, the next tip on this list, well, actually I switched to a different list because that list was like, maintain your schedule, set up workspace, get some exercise in, keep yourself organized. And I was like, uh, this isn't especially useful. It's like, reach out for help. I'm like, yeah, that is useful. But, uh, I like this one better, which is know your breaking point. Okay. Yeah. So like, n know where that burnout is happening and like practice the awareness of like, checking in with your body and being like, how destroyed is my body? How exhausted is my heart? How much do I just want to like flop on the ground? But those metrics don't work as well if you have a chronic health condition and you always feel like that. Exactly. It's a, it's a hard diagnostic tool to use when you kind yeah. of always feel like that. Yeah, for me, I'm very fortunate, despite having major depressive disorder, being medicated and doing as much therapy as I'm doing. I, I, yes, I feel tired, but I I don't feel com like completely disconnected from my body. When I'm in chronic pain, when I'm having like a migraine or I'm at like a seven or eight out of 10, 
yeah, I'm fucking disconnected from my body. I think <laughs> I think that's a pretty reasonable thing for most people to aspire to. Yeah. Um, but uh, for most of the time, if I'm under like, if I'm under like a four out of ten, I'm probably not disconnected from my body. Yeah, absolutely. That's and like that's the thing gold. too. And. I think, but also the thing about chronic illness is it kind of makes you super in tune with everything, like Mm -hmm. almost more so than the normal person is that like normal people when they hit that burnout mark is that they almost kind of get slammed with it because they Mm -hmm. almost don't read those signs before they get there, Mm -hmm. I feel like. I feel like when I, before I got sick, when I would hit burnout, it would kind of hit me by surprise, maybe, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, agreed. once I got sick, I kind of had to start picking up these clues, and especially in the last few years of, as I've gotten sicker, and had to really start being like, no, I have limits now, and I have to (laughs) respect my limits. And even just, you know, I had, like, a conversation the other day with my husband of just saying, like, oh, I went, he was just discussing with me of, like, going shopping. Oh, can we go to these stores? And I had to, like, act some stores from the list because I said, oh, well, I went to the pool today and I had Mm -hmm. physio. So, Mm -hmm. yes, we can do these stores, but I can't do these stores because I won't make it through them. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, I've had to like realize that because I've already done these things, I only have like this much left in my tank before I'm going to hit that mark. So, okay. Yeah. We can do Costco, but I'm not going to make it to Ikea. Not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty presumptive if we're gonna make it that far both of those stores are undertakings yeah yeah like maybe we could maybe we could peek into save on after maybe maybe not we'll see how costco goes you know (laughs) like but you know and so it's just like one of those things of like okay i've done this and this in the day we're gonna have to pick and choose what comes after and i think like with normal people they're just like go 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 go. They don't they don't have limits, right? And so all of a sudden, especially when you put like something like the pandemic into it, something mm-hmm. they've never experienced before, none of none of us have experienced before, mm-hmm. which is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's just like, what do we do? And this pressure that's never been there and normal people have been like expected to also keep up with the stuff. And now they have limits that they didn't have before. And all of a sudden they have to start pulling back and they've never had to do that. And where do they pull back to and what do they pull back? Right. And wh- where do they start from? Well, and that's part of why, it's so valuable to have folks sharing this information who have had experience with chronic illness, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you slowly start finding what works. Where mm-hmm. can you, 
And without pulling from the things that make you you and what makes you feel good and, yeah. and are keeping you happy and keeping your life fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the that's what's going to bring stress in and everything as well. Yeah, that like fighting the stress, sometimes you can just put moments in your day where you're going to be genuinely joyful. And then when you are having those moments that are joyful to remember to really lean into them and like savor them. Mm -hmm. Um, What's his face? The guy who wrote, Oh, he wrote a book called heal. I'm going to Google this really quick, but uh, he was talking about having a, uh, no, I cannot find this person. Um, Having a positive experience, enriching that positive experience in your mind. So, I'm doing this all from memory now. Um, So enriching it would be like really talking it up in your self-talk and reminding yourself like how amazing it is that you're having this beautiful experience. And then the A is absorb to let yourself actually experience and feel this really positive experience. And then the L is an advanced step. You don't need to use it, but it's basically linking a positive experience to a negative one. Um, so you, you start out by having a positive experience and this can be anything. You can literally task yourself once a day with trying to find 60 seconds of mindfulness, enjoying nature, like literally something as simple as looking at the sky for 60 seconds. Um, and then, and then you just spend that time practicing this acronym where you consider yourself to be having a positive experience or you wait until you are, and then you spend 60 seconds trying to be mindful of it. Um, and then you enrich it like, wow, I'm, I can't believe I got to see such a beautiful sky. Like this is a really incredible moment and it's never going to come again. And there's something really wonderful about just having this 60 seconds where I don't need to be doing anything where I can really just, this is like protected time. Um, and you can even do it if you're super busy while you're walking. It's not encouraged to do it while you're driving, um, but you can do yeah. it while you're walking. <laughs> oh, this um, is nice. Smash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting in the car upside down. Well, I have nowhere to be. I guess I can do my 60 seconds now. This has been a very positive experience. Like nobody <laughs> said. <laughs> I find the absorb piece really interesting because some people are like constantly in that tight, stressed place of not being able to let themselves breathe. And yeah. if you can't let yourself have a positive experience, you're not going to be able to absorb it when it when you're lucky enough that one sort of forces itself upon you almost where you're like, wow, this is really like, what an, what an incredible, like how adorable is that animal on television right now? Like that kind of thing. You're, you're, you're almost yeah. not able to sit, relax your stomach and just kind of breathe into the experience. So the absorb piece I find really good. And then if people are going to be trying to do the linking stage, just remember that you always want to link it to something of lesser intensity that's negative so that the positive intensity wins over. Um, and yeah. if you do it at all, um, just to be really careful with it. And if you start, if you're starting to feel like you're losing the battle and the negative feelings are overwhelming you, um, it's good. It's a good idea to just discontinue trying to associate the two things. Mm-hmm. But if you follow, I think it's Dr. Rick Hansen. Um, if you follow um, this neuroscientist's advice fairly carefully, apparently you can take things that are upsetting um, or little moments in your day that were really irritating or where someone kind of bothered you and you can kind of like wash them away with with bigger positive things in your day and then you won't 
have good recall of the negative things because they'll be tightly associated with these more positive things. I mean, like my positive stuff usually tends to happen to me when I happen upon orca stuff on the internet and then I usually end up, end up sending it to you. But <laughs> <laughs> look at this. That's true. There is orcas are pretty amazing. I I learned recently. I went to the um, the museum in Victoria that has an orca exhibit on right now. Yes. Oh, I've been wanting to go to that, and I need to go to Victoria because I want a um, whale watching trip, and I need to use that before the end of season. Oh, you totally need to go to Victoria. Yeah. Um, well, at some point, I am planning on driving over to Victoria to see a partner. So, like, if you want, we could carpool or something. I should definitely pose the idea of the cliff and be like if you aren't taking me then i need to take my friend victor on a free whale watching trip oh my goodness there's a second ticket i thought you only had one two two tickets well i mean you should go with your husband <laughs> Don't want to he's, gone, place cliff. he's gone with me before <laughs> all right well i'll let you talk it over with him i would want him to feel like i'm stealing his free whale watching trip have you ever been um I've I've been once when I was really young um and we saw we saw some stuff. I don't really remember it though. It was in Tofino. Okay. So like really little then. It was a little it was a little boat and we went out and we saw some whaleses, I think. I think we saw a baby gray whale at one point, but I only got a I only got to see like the fluke of it coming out of the water. Okay. No orca? I don't think so. No. I don't think I I have okay so so this would be like a huge experience okay. it would be it would be pretty awesome but okay. also i don't want to bump cliff <laughs> but i'm i'm good doing it if he's good with it i mean he keeps being like well we can't at the hotel the things and i'm like i know i know i know and it's a free ticket and i haven't used it and the end of season is coming up in like two months here <laughs> yeah that is definitely uh, sooner rather than later two months yeah. oh, I got to email them being like I still have that right like you guys are still honoring that because of COVID right like, <laughs> yeah we should totally we should totally figure it out because I do have the vacation days I, I feel like this yeah. is powerfully uninteresting for the people listening <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like sorry, working guys. on this like whale watching trip sorry random random oh but... my goodness um, well my thank surgery, you to... my surgery is in like no time, so I gotta. gotta oh, do that's that. right. <laughs> Speaking of burnout, my goodness, you have been waiting for that surgery for a really long time. I'm burnt out on burnout on burnout of surgery burnout. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we end the session here, and then we'll do another <laughs> one in a little bit on surgery and. Oh gosh. Strategies that you have for managing. <laughs> How to like wait indefinitely for your life to continue. Uh, how to wait 18 months for surgery. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show though. Thank you so much for having me. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com slash intimatevictor. You can tweet me at intimatevictor. You can follow me on Instagram and Intimate Victor. Pretty easy, right? If you can spare the cost of a cup of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash victorsalmon. 
We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a good review anywhere online, especially iTunes. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords and played by an AI saxophonist. This closing music is Gymnopédie, number one by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with intimate interactions. Be well.